Hey Bendigo, it's on like Donkey Kong. Saturday the 26th of March, the Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour comes to town with all the greatest 80s hits and memories. Please join us if you can, Bendigo, the Capitol Theatre, 50 View Street in Bendigo. We'll see you soon. If you need a ticket, get on the link on www.rewind80smixtape.com.au or you can check out our Facebook page, Rewind 80s Band. We'll see you soon. Giddy up. Woo! Great track to open with. What a very sexy track. These Dreams by Heart. Absolutely. Very this nice. is when Wonder they went really about. 80s in this video clip and it was mini prints meets. They just came out with these amazing long perms and they were no longer 70s. They got rid of all the 70s vibe. They went sort of really dreamy, didn't they? They, they sort of... Uh, yeah, really sort of dived into the rock stuff and, uh, yeah, really sort of ethereal. and uh, But I, I think this song has a real sort of Fleetwood Mac flavour to it and I think it was originally aimed at Stevie Nicks but uh, these guys picked it up. So pretty fucking cool. They didn't write it? Um, mm. No, I don't think so. This no, might have been Diana Warren or something, was it? No, nah, this was this was Martin Page. So um, who wrote like We Built This City, King of Wishful Thinking. Wow. Um, and Bernie Torpen was the other writer. And well, it was, it was a big um, one. Yeah, it was a huge one. This was Number really one in successful. America. Fuck yeah, very The exciting. whole album was. Yeah, yeah. But 86. They became, yeah, they became 
yeah, they became more interesting for me during this time because yeah, I right. didn't mind their 70s stuff but I just didn't like their look in the 70s. It was just yeah. a little bit scungy, you know. Yeah, this was very sexy. Well, mm. guys, this is the 80s montage. I'm Sammy Hardon. And I'm Jay Jovi. And we're the 80s montage. We sure are. Tonight we're talking about songs about dreams. How fucking awesome. Very exciting. Dreams. Yeah, dreams and sort of, you know, nightmares and all of those kind of things. It was a a really big theme in the 80s when you go back and have a look. Some of the biggest classic songs in the 80s uh, dealt with dreams. Yeah, and I I kind of think they were the daggier songs, to be honest with you, some of them. Yeah, like there right. was a couple that were just fucking very daggy and it was like a safe option to put in a track out. Yeah. But the songs, the dream songs have gone throughout the whole of the, the music industry for years, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like Dreamweaver, Dream Believer, all that stuff. The 80s stuff, I think... There were some that were really cool and others that weren't, you know. Weren't so cool. Yeah. 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 So, that so first we're going to have a look at a few tonight. Yeah. That first one, obviously, These Dreams by Heart, which we were talking about. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, hey, um, I know that you're sort of very much into astrology and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, are dreams and dream psychology sort of connected to that? Like do you – are you a person that's sort of hugely connected to to dreams? Like do you, do you really sort of take stock about what you dream about and stuff? No. No. No? So no, right. the dream astrology would be a Piscean, Pisces. Okay. So I've got a moon in Pisces, so I'm not just dreaming in my dreams. I'm dreaming all the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Pisceans are very dreamy and to a Piscean it's not about just what you dream at night. It's about the dreams you have in your head for the rest of your life, you know. Yeah, and right. It's a, it's a total cons- – you're just consumed by it all the time. It's not right. a separate thing, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, yep. So I see the future and my dreams and other people will go – well, that's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. Having a dream, though, doesn't really affect me unless it's a really bad one. Okay. Yeah, right. See, dreams really stick with me. I sort of – Yeah. I can I can be affected by, like, bad dreams and shit that I've dreamt about for days. Like it, yeah, like it really. really – Yeah, really sort of do, starts to do my head in. And it almost as if it was real. And, like, yeah. I'll have a sort of shit dream about somebody and actually be sort of a bit fucked off about that person in, in real life. They really do affect me in a, in a profound way. Yeah, yeah. I think it um, depends on how deep you're sleeping and how full on into it you are. Because I had a dream the other night about a friend of mine that I don't speak to anymore and she was telling me to save her because someone was coming to kill her. Now, a part of that is about the war that's happening overseas. That's probably stepped into my psyche a bit. Uh, yep. The fact that we're all looking over our shoulder. So yes. that did affect me for a couple of hours. But after th- I just go back to sleep and then I'm okay again. It's really oh, weird. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, like they can really affect you. Like you did with the earthquake. You just sort of, oh, no. That's exactly <laughs> right. I did. Oh, fucking hell. The earthquake oh. was fucking weird. 
Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, Hart was our first one. I love those guys, bloody Anne and Nancy. What was his surname? Uh, Wilson, was it? Yeah, Wilson. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. And this is sort of – they had a big change in direction, as we said, and Mm. and, uh, big big sort of boost in popularity in this uh, mid mid part of the 80s. And they look like two totally different bands, really. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd go, Barracuda, who, what, really? You know, and then when they put out the song about, you know, wanting to have a baby and root someone at the fucking bus stop shit, (laughs) that was even bigger for them because, you know, it was a story that you just had to listen to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Funny. Yeah, fucking. I loved that song. What is it? All I want to do is make love to you. That was was Uh, a huge Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Really, really slutty and horny. Yeah. Yeah, good. Because, you know, the uh, the husband shot blank, so we had to, she had to yeah. go out and Had to go and be around. a slut. Yeah, it was had the to only go out. God, only wouldn't it be a great world if you could just go and do that shit, you know? Yeah. Oh, shoot blanks, do you? Oh, I'm going down the RSL. Good night. <laughs> that song was always a Tarago favourite for us. Yes, that's right. Exactly. All right. So let's dive in. Well, this one, we have to mention this one because the first song you probably think of if you are into guitars would be this one. Yeah, big classic this one. Love it. Big Another one classic. from 1986. So this is what I mean by a bit daggy. Yeah. Like 86, tail end of the 80s. I don't know about the other ones but I can only assume a lot of them will be past 85, you know, except for, you know, the, the very dark one we're going to play later on. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've sung this and I love singing it. And it's Sammy oh, Hagar, obviously. Sammy Hagar, yes. Yeah. And uh, we did it at the um, 
Australian Open because I wanted to do tracks where if you watched a sports show, you would hear this track all the time, you know, like this is the only reason I know it because, Mm. you know, if it was jet skiing or, you know, planes or whatever, you'd hear dreams and then the video sort of was like that as well. And it sort of would get played at like the Olympics and that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. You're saying. Really, yeah. really good. That and playing mm-hmm. to win. So we did Dreams, and Zach was on guitar, and of course that went viral through Japan or something oh, because Zachy got one note wrong. He wanted me to pull it down, and I went, "That's fine, <laughs> whatever." Um, but it was incredible. A really good yeah. sing. You oh, know. great, beautiful. And I do like Sammy Hagar. Yeah, so do I. So do I. I I feel when Sammy Hagar was fronting the band, there was more focus actually on the musicianship and I don't know, I I found the other bloke very distracting. I found fucking um, your mate like very fucking distracting. David Lee Roth, yeah. 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 Well, see, Van Halen fans won't agree with you in that. Yeah. They think this is one of their worst albums, you know. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. This mm. is like all the other stuff that Van Halen did, people like the Van, the Halen people love it. Yeah. When it comes to Hagar, they think it's really lazy songwriting. And yeah, I don't know. And it's just a little bit mishmashed, you know. I actually reckon it's half and half. Like I, I, I know a lot of, um, not a lot of people who love Sammy Hagar um, over David Lee Roth. But then like, you know, uh, David has, you know, a, a lot of fans as well. So I guess it depends who you're talking to. Yeah, David, I think, was more of a front man, yep. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And he still had an incredible fucking voice. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. especially when he was younger, I just mm. think he was hard to work with where Sammy would have been maybe a little bit easier yeah. for the band, you know. Mm. Yeah. But I remember the fans not loving it at all. And even like that I know, like Zachy will say the same thing, you know, Hagar or Halen, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I yeah. still love the track and I think if you had to, if I had to name another track off the album, I couldn't tell you what I would name. Yeah, right. I wouldn't even know another one, you know. Yeah, yeah. Was Why Can't This Be Love off this album? Yeah, it was probably on that album as well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, awesome. very cool song. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, really, really uplifting and very American. Yeah. Yeah. Very American. So the next one is, I like this one. I think it's very sweet. Let's have a listen.
Shattered Dreams by Johnny Hates Jazz. That one came out in March 87. Yeah, late 80s. Exactly yeah, my theory. Yeah, there we go again. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, mm. Now, we've spoken about this song before and I was trying to think why and it was the David Fincher episode it was. we did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really interesting because this video is quite a good video, obviously, if David Fincher did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know? You would remember this. I mean, you would remember most David Fincher video clips from like the the drapes like blowing and and kind of uh, having like the drapes would form different rooms. So you'd have something happening further back on the other side of the drapes, and on this side there'd be like action happening in the foreground and big sort of David Fincher, uh, you know, signature that that look. Beautiful film clips. Yeah, yeah, no, very good. I love the track. I think it's gorgeous um, for a late 80s track. Yeah, I love the last big note in the chorus, like how it just sort of drifts out. I think that's really beautiful. I love this song. Yeah. I don't think they had much going on after this though. Not a lot, no. I think Johnny might have gone into jazz after this track. Yeah, hated jazz but then – Took up a career in jazz ultimately anyway. <laughs> he has yeah. to. He yeah. has to, yeah. Yeah, yeah jazz. Yeah. He does country music too. Uh, Johnny yeah. hates jazz. Because you got to eat. Yeah. Interesting name for a band as well. Yeah. I remember yeah. thinking, oh, okay. Very 80s. Wow. What's yeah. jazz done oh. to you? Does he? Okay. All right. Cool. Mm. Now, this was written by the lead singer, which I love. I love, yeah, I love... When you can tell the 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 singer is like directly co- connected to the lyrics, I don't know. I get I get slightly let down when I find out that the singer hasn't written it. I know that's silly, but um, yeah, I, I I just like singer songwriters, you know. Yeah, no, I think if a singer's good enough, they can fucking make it soar. You know, yeah, all my yeah. songs I've done, I didn't write. You know, yeah, right. And it's just. How you, um, I guess, execute it in the yeah. end, but yeah. yeah, I can't really tell the difference yeah, right. of when someone writes it or not. No, you, know? you can't tell the difference, but mm. but when when I personally find out that the singer hasn't written written it, I, I sort of like ah get like slightly heartbroken, I guess, um, yeah. especially when it's such a such an awesome fucking song. Like if you were to listen to like. Um, you know, I will always love you or something like that, and you hear Whitney Houston sing it, you would swear that she wrote it, you know what I mean? Because her connection to the lyrics is just incredible. And, like, it, it's sort of surprising when you're like, oh, fuck, you know, not only not only didn't she write it, it's sort of, you know, one, generations old and, and two, made really famous by somebody else. But, yeah, just... Interesting. I always sort of, I always have a have a bit of a reaction when I find find out the singer hasn't actually written it. But yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, Johnny yeah, hates well, jazz. Johnny hates jazz. I don't know if Johnny was that deep, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, and this is about you know the, the the element of dreams in songwriting as well is that a lot of the songs you write aren't really about you. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a connection to maybe another person you've met or yeah. I don't know if we have that ability to dream or feel something and write something that's entirely about us. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, dreams is all a part of that, and and having that Piscean energy is all about creativity and creating fucking stories that you know may not be real, but yep. you're convinced that they're real, and that way you kind of put it out like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of yep. artists are Piscean, and. This is the thing is that you may think they've got all this to do or maybe they've got a lot to do with the band but they sit at home and smoke bongs and the band does the gig, you know. <laughs> you just yeah. don't know. It's really hard to tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, very good. Like this guy. So let's give this one a go. Beautiful song. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Love it. So Dan Hartman um, has been around for many, many years Mm. and he had a song called Relight My Fire, which was big in the discos. Relight My Fire. Really big. Yeah. Yeah. So I always loved that track and then when I heard this song I thought, would that be the same guy, Dan Hartman? And it was. Yeah. Yeah, he had a very different look. Well, your different hair, same head, different hair, um, but yeah, he he looked completely different, sort of uh, in in the eighties to what he did in the seventies. That song "Relight My Fire." Remember, take that covered it in the nineties. Yeah, not really, but I no? think they did. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah, that they band. Did. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I it, it being in the it. charts. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, no, that's right, and and. A lot of those disco tracks were covered by boys' bands, you know. Like oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's right. Earth, Wind and Fire with Thrash to Death and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Streets of Fire was the movie this was from. So Streets yep. of Fire, I was going to go and see that at Greater Union in the city. Yep. And it just didn't look great but I okay. really loved that song and I still haven't seen it to be honest with you but it was – I don't know if it was Nina Pebbles in it or someone, some female was in it and it looked amazing and then I just got over it. Yeah. Yeah. really liked this track, 1984, of course. Um, great. 
It yeah, worked. fantastic. This song went to number six on the Billboard Hot 100, but he actually had other tracks that he wrote for other people that charted higher. So he was one of the co-writers and he was the producer on the James Brown song Living in America. That went to number four. And he wrote a song, a disco song in 1980 for Lolliata Holloway called Love Sensation. Now, if you don't know Love Sensation, if you're not from that generation, you might remember Right On Time by Black Box. They sampled the fuck out of it. And look, to be honest with, with Black Box's record, Dan Hartman probably got ripped off left, right and centre. But I mean, he should have been... You know, made a made a millionaire just because of that song because it went number one. Like all different different countries around Europe and around the world was really popular here. Um, right on time, they came out. Right on time was eighty nine as well. I thought yep. it was nineties, but no, there you go. it is ninety. It is ninety because I was looking at Black Box's Dreamland for our yeah. our show. It's mm. funny you brought this up because I thought I knew Black Box had a song called Dreamland. I think it came out in 89 but really early sort of 90s. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like it, one of the singles was released in 89 and then the rest of the album came out. So it might have been 89 right on time and then the rest was 1990. And in the – I mean in the 80s as well you still had sort of regional music releases like they would – they would. now it's, you know, more global. Music is released more globally even though they still do have the region stuff – creeps out there like online people sort of share it around and that kind of thing it's much easier um but music releases were very localized so you could have you can have a record that would come out in the uk um like right on time did in 89 and it wouldn't spread to the rest of the world unless it was a major hit so they probably sort of then you know released it to the rest of the world then in the 90s when it became a bit of a hit so interesting so you would never place dan hartman with um, Black Box or Right On Time. But, yeah, obviously an amazing writer and um, could write a melody, write a tune. Fantastic. Yeah, I've never heard the other – I've never heard the um, Dan Hartman song to even compare it really. Oh, the uh, Love Sensation. Love Sensation, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never like an old it, like an old soft disco hit sort of, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 But she's got a great voice, Loliata Holloway. Yeah. Mm. Alrighty. Oh, God, they did in the 70s, like, you know. Yeah, that's right. Because Black yeah. Box wasn't Black Box anyway, you know. That's right. That's right. Black Box was actually three dudes. People think it's like the chick and some dudes. It was three Italian dudes, three black Italian dudes, and they hired that model, I think her name was Katrina or something, to to mime the Lolliata Holloway um, lyrics. Fucking nuts. Worked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Mm. Absolutely. Until well, they got busted. Katrine Quinol, her name was. Quinol or something. The the uh, gorgeous black chick for Black Box. But yeah, I yeah, digress. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah, all right. So this next one is my favourite one for obvious reasons because it's stylish and it's a really good one to play live as well. Let's have a listen.
fantastic sweet dreams are made of this. This is uh, Eurythmics, of course. Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart. Mm, great track. Brilliant. Great track. And this was the title track to the album Sweet Dreams are made of this. This came out, the single came out in 83, I believe. And um, this... This album and this song in particular really made them explode worldwide. Um, they were, you know, respected before that, but they became huge around this time. And this is a yeah. great album. This is a really good album. And then it sort of had another breath of fresh air in the 90s. People started to hear it and, and get quite fond of it again. Yeah. And then yeah. it died again. It was weird. They had a really successful greatest hits uh, album in the nineties, Eurythmics did, and it sort of when you brought all their all their hits together, it really gave you a lot of perspective about how awesome they actually were. Um, they were, I mean, Annie would start doing solo stuff in the nineties as well, um, and you know, subsequently they would they would break up and so forth because Dave didn't particularly like the limelight apparently, but. Um, yeah, I love Eurythmics. I just love them. Just sort of just a much cooler, darker rock set, you know. I love them. Oh, God, don't even call them rock sets. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Come on, the comparisons are rock obvious. <laughs> no, they're not I said fucking cooler horrible. and darker. <laughs> oh, no. See, I love um, Who's That Girl? Oh, yeah. But yeah. just the um, keyboards in this stuff was incredible at a time where keyboards, you know, the fair light had just come out. Stuff wasn't as open as it is now. And Mm. just the thickness of the keyboards I really, really loved. I have done it in a couple of bands and people don't know what to do with the composition of it, where it starts and where it ends because it's really just two parts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I've – just seen people fuck it up because it's it's a really tricky – you have to really be clever to put it in the right thing. And the yeah. puppets used to fuck it big time. Like they I could did. never understood what he was doing in that like musically. Well, people that we used had to just to lose down. their way. They'd get lost in the middle of the song and have no idea where they were and what they were doing. Well, if you, know? you do the arrangement wrong, you do get lost. If the arrangement's <laughs> yeah, wrong, yeah, exactly. you can't – because you've heard it a million times – and then the arrangement changes because they want to cut it down to three minutes and 50 mm. seconds. Yeah. And it was just a really long track. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. The, it, it has – it does actually have a build, even though it really only does two things. There is a really subtle gradual build to this song and, yeah, co- cover bands yeah, the bridge. struggle with that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's awesome but still a great song and we will again do it one day. Yeah. Well, that – I mean, that riff, that, that synth riff is um, still one of the best synth riffs ever written. It's mm. so simple but really fucking effective. And and you hear that riff, you hear that particular preset, that, that particular um, um, synth sound and you can place it straight away. It's Not many people I- can play iconic. it though. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I've watched it and gone, yeah, it sounds like a fucking piano accordion, mate. <laughs> but anyway, here's our now, next one. In Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, we had a little gig on the weekend, didn't we, up in the country? Yeah, we, we did. 
We went there were to no Gordon. cows on the paddock though. No cows. Like there in were a few video. On, a few on the dance floor, but yeah. uh, I wonder if we we have any because this was a this was a repeat customer. We were sort of. Uh, we played a wedding and we were coming back and we'd we'd previously played a wedding for the same family, hadn't we? Um, you weren't in the band, I don't think. I wasn't, no. Rip was in the band but they really wouldn't. Oh, you know, it was seven years ago so it was a long that time serious? ago. The one thing I wanted to say about the weekend, which I'm getting emails now still about, mm. Nikki, our drummer, his son got COVID that morning and, of course, when – you are a household contact, you can't leave the house. Yeah. So I had to find a drummer within two two hours, which we did, which yeah. was fine. But I'm getting messages now going, do you still need that drummer oh, fucking fuck. from Saturday? And I'm like, uh, done, question mark, you know, just some tripper talking to me now as I'm doing this. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that's the way of the world at the moment is until they say – close contacts can leave, you can't do anything, you know? Yeah. So we're very yeah. lucky to be at that wedding, to be honest with you. Yeah, so good on old Jason for fucking coming and coming and filling in. He was a champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And musos yeah. are very good on Facebook when it comes to helping other people out. Yeah. Like I've found it really good during COVID where people really help out and give you names or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I'd. And then I was ringing people, like I rang Scott Kahn and I said, Scotty, I need your drummer for the night. And he went, oh, I've got three gigs this weekend, you can't have my drummer. And I went, all right. And then he just wanted to chat about everything and I was like, dude, I've got to go. I've got to find a drummer, you know. (laughs) Fucking hilarious. But no, we were really lucky to find Jace. And I think Nick's going to be all right for this week. But just COVID's killing me, mate, in everything, you know. Yeah, right, right. Not Um, that I've got it, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, still, still sort of hanging on. Even though you're sort of reading in the paper now that, like, apparently we're meant to just be treating it like it's the common cold or some shit. Um, mixed messages coming through, but yeah, God, hopefully very soon it'll just be a, a memory, and then we can just focus on World War Three. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, um, that's right. We went. We what had a f- we had a fucking fantastic weekend. It was a really lovely wedding, uh, and which took us up sort of Ballarat way. Um, mm. We. We stayed in Ballarat with some friends of the family and then the following following day and then that night and, and the Monday because it was a long weekend here in Melbourne, we went to Chill Out Festival in Dalesford. Dalesford. Now, you yep. and I were at the very last Chill Out Festival, which was the last gig, the last day that we played on in Melbourne before lockdown. Can you remember that? So yeah. we played yeah. – I did two gigs at Chill Out. You came to support me with, with Dallas, remember? You stayed yeah, at the motel. that's right. Yeah. And um, bought a couple of dresses and – That's one of my yeah, favourite weekends of all time. Yeah, yeah. I love Dale's Fed. It's, yeah. it's fucking awesome. And yeah. then um, and then uh, that night, like on the second day, I played a gig during the day. You went back to Melbourne and we played uh, Airport West – and then that yeah, was we did. On the, the last gig and the fo- – so I did three gigs that weekend and then the following weekend, bang, lockdown, everything yep. fucked for the next two years. So yes. interesting. It sort of – it brought back a lot of memories because like really yeah. in Dalesford it was life as normal, like everything was normal. Um, we went to some really lovely events. Chill out sort of like a, 
um, you know, queer and alternative festival. But the b- beautiful thing about it, it, it's like during the day is it's a family event. So you see all the old gays with their kids and their grandkids and everything and it's really beautiful. The whole community sort of comes out and it injects sort of heaps of money into the economy up there. And, yeah. and, then, it, and then at night all the whores came out. So. <laughs> Really? We, um, yeah, oh, we I went to we went to an event called Lavender Days, which was on the Lavender Farm, and the oh, fucking wow. Lavender Farm is out in the middle of nowhere. Like yeah, we're going right. down this windy fucking road, and I'm like, oh Jesus, we better find it. So we get out there, and it's like a big sort of bush dwarf in the middle of this beautiful Lavender Farm, and um, it was a lovely afternoon, nice and warm. Everyone's fucking eyeing each other off. Um, and then you find yourself really like a little posse that they have sort of hay bales everywhere everyone can sit on. And then as it starts getting dark, everyone starts sort of pairing up and trioing up and quadrupling up and heading off into the bush. So you'd fucking, you know, you'd you'd be sort of around the music having a dance and it'd be lovely. You step into the dark slightly and it's like fucking Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, oh was, wow. Were oh, there any music involved? There was music. Yeah, big bush doff. So there's a big like oh, yeah. there's DJs and like the old the old bloke that used to own the Greyhound, he was DJing there. Oh, you know the old really? fucking Santa Claus. Yeah, they had yeah, him. What's his name? Jeff, no? Uh, something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But he knew me yeah. after fucking years and um, Oh yeah. yeah. He'd remember everyone. Yeah, yeah. That but, was a um, fucking great cat. That was a great club, the Greyhound. That was a great club, and I mean, day. fucking, they did the big multi-million-dollar refurb on it, and then pulled it down for nothing. Fucking something like eight years after or something. Fucking terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. gone now. I don't think there's any. Um, they they still haven't built anything on that site. They just pulled it down for nothing. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Mm. I hope they sold it before COVID, whoever owned it. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I just want to say hello to two people I met at the Lobster Cave. Uh, oh. Julie and Sam. They were sitting next to us at the Lobster Cave and we just happened to strike up a conversation and it went for an hour and Maddie's like, oh, well, if you love her now, you should hear her on the podcast. So I want to say hi to Julie and Sammy. From the Lobster Cave. They were just two randoms. Yep. uh, Which is amazing. But on the weekend, I actually had a long weekend for once and went and stayed at Docklands. Yes. At Edward and Mark's house. Wonderful. And got cooked for, got drinks, got smokes, got everything I wanted for two days. Isn't that wonderful? And it was incredible. So beautiful. And what did Maddie do? Just put together some costumes for himself. No, no, no. Maddie worked. Did he? Maddie worked. Poor bastard. Yeah. Oh, I would have so, been a good rate at least. Yeah, it was. Anyway, mm. um, I went out on Sunday at about five in the afternoon, and the weather was killer. It was so yep. great. Yeah. And I'm just watching all the boats in the dockland, and uh, then. I think Sammy Newman fired up his boat and had all these musos on his boat and was doing oh, a party. Mm. Mm-hmm. That kind of – because I live right next door to him. And yeah. then the next day I was like, should I go home or should I stay? And it was like, <laughs> you should stay. So we watched the Janet Jackson doco because they hadn't seen it. So oh. I watched it again last night. 
fell asleep through about the third episode, the third, but um, they have put in the scene where she talks about Michael Jackson being innocent because they pulled it out. Oh, yeah, and, right, right. And deleted it. Mm. And then Tito Jackson found out they did that and got on Twitter and started Twittering, you know, how dare you pull this out and, you know, which is a bit rich and they made it like it was a mistake but they did it on purpose. So it's definitely back in the movie now, you know. Mm. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Unreal. That's good that you had an awesome long weekend. Beautiful. Mm. And I kept getting messages about the band all weekend, like, can you do yeah. this gig? Can you do this gig? Because mm, everyone's back in the swing of things and wants yeah. live entertainment, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're all feeling ah, uh, like we can have that. Yeah. All right, all right moving so on, this mate. one is awesome. Here we go. Just makes Hall it and in. Oats. Yeah, Hall and Oates, you make my dreams. He's got a beautiful voice, huh? Yeah. Old Daryl Hall. Now, old John Oates. John Oates, the the you know, he was a he was a singer as well, guitarist as well. They both were. Um John Yeah. Tiny little guy, like tiny like Prince Tiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not as attractive. I thought so. See, I'm into that kind of, you know. Oh, are you? Woggy kind of look. Yeah, right. Was he? Yeah. Wasn't a wog though. I don't think he's a wog. No, I don't know. No, nah. I don't think he's a wog. But God, he, just... I mean, he could could be Prince's brother. You know. Yeah, right. It's like he's got some yeah. kind of a background. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hall and mm. Oates were amazing. Yep. And started in 1970, so that that yeah. was a 1980 track for them. Always reminds me of the wedding singer. I have to say it but for the millionth time. <laughs> it was just so perfect in that yeah. movie. Yeah, it's been used in a lot of movies. Actually, bloody mm. um, was in Ready Player One. Famously, big tribute to the eighties and so forth. Step Brothers, uh, the sequel to Dumb and Dumber. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's um. Oh, and I'm sure I am sure it's in one of the one of the bloody vacation movies as well. But I might be thinking of, of something else. But yeah, love it loves movies and movies love it with that song. Yeah, well, it's organic, you know. And yeah. this is a really good dream song, you know. Like I actually believe him. 
Yeah. You know, you make my dreams. Like it's it's cute and quirky. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do now, that this next song was really how I got the idea of doing dreams because we played this track in the last episode and it was like, oh, there's so many songs about dreams, you know. Mm. And this was the one that made me think of uh, that that situation. Here we go. Big favourite of mine. I absolutely love that song. I have to say I'm not a fan. Oh, no, I, I ache for it. it. I fucking love I it. I just think it's a bit whingy. Really? Yeah, I've never been a fan. No, not even in 86. I was like, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah. But I know Crowded House fans love it and they love all their music, you know. Mm. I just yeah. didn't understand it, to be honest with you. I, I um... I have a mate who was a Crowded House fan and the way that he describes seeing this song for the first time live at the Crystal Ballroom in St Kilda, um, the way that he tells the story was incredible. It was a really hot summer night and it was sweltering in the in the ballroom and they played this as an encore. So like everybody knew, like it had been released on the radio and stuff and everybody knew it was coming and, um, you know, they went off stage and the crowd was just going fucking spastic and uh, they, you know, they came out and did, did like a long jam of this song and he said it was just fucking breathtaking. He, Yeah, I, I love his description of it. It's, um, yeah, obviously he was a very big fan and into the band but big Melbourne band to these guys even though really. Neil yeah. Fenn, oh, look. of course, is from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're nut jobs, Crowded House fans. Yeah. Absolute nut jobs. I used to work with a librarian that was a huge Crowded House fan and they would just be the first to get the tickets, you know, and every song they loved. Yeah. This was yeah. almost like too commercial for them sometimes, you know. Mm. But yeah, yeah, interesting. I, I I think it just got me at a time where I was 16 and it was a bit daggy for me. Oh, like yeah. Bit, yeah, 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 I understand kind that. Of, but totally understand. I don't even know what it's about to be honest. I didn't understand it. Don't dream it's over. Yeah, yeah. Like if it's over, well, then where do we go from here? I remember being a little kid in 1987 and because uh, this came out in October 86 and being at a wedding, <laughs> being at my, it was one of my brother's weddings, 
and um, asking the wedding band if they would play this. And the woman said, oh, no, sorry, we don't play rock and roll. And they had just played fucking Walk Like an Egyptian. They had just played fucking um, Thunder by by fucking uh, Fleetwood Mac. You know, it's like, oh, okay, you don't play rock and roll, all right. And as a little kid, I'm like, you're a fucking liar in my head. Did they not have know? a guitarist or? Uh, no, they did. They did. Oh. I just think they didn't know the song and, you know. They wouldn't was, have. That was her piss week excuse. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, went yeah. number two in the States, by the way. Yes. Huge. Huge. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one in Canada. Um, in Australia, it peaked at number eight, which kind of makes me sick. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. Well, it was adult contemporary, you yeah, know. that's right. And I think this was a really good opener, but I think Crowded House got bigger as they went along. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And then everyone looked back into this. It's almost like um, Mark Seymour's, you know, put your arms around me or whatever. That's right, yeah. Everyone knows this one. Yeah. Yet they wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not surprised that it went to number eight actually Mm. at all Mm. because it was that really weird 86 – 87 where everything was changing musically. This wasn't really – it didn't fit the mould, you know. We no, weren't ready for this shit, you know. They they generally were very folky, you know what I mean, in Yeah, sound. that's right. Um, and there was so many Yeah, and it wasn't so particularly what flavors. I was into as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Paul Young did a did a cover of this in, in 91. Remember right. Paul Young? Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, I met Paul Young. I, oh, yeah, that's right. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Can't sing ah, anymore. Got no voice. Nah, nah. Can't sing. Nodules. It's because he used to sing like this. He smoked a lot, I think. Oh, he did really he? really did smoke a lot. Yeah, but little, he little had a bad it. technique. Bad technique. Yeah, right. When you can hear someone <sighs> singing yeah. from their throat, they've usually only got five years in them. Jesus. You know, because no he was good. trying to be like a black American, black American vocalist. Yeah, and the technique just wasn't there to yeah, give yeah. it what he needed for years to go on. Mm. Oh well, but yeah, but he, but uh, I do like, I do, I did like some of his stuff, but yeah. Next. This one's the fucking shittest song ever, but people are going to want to hear it. Here we go.
That's enough of that. Yeah, that's enough of that. Fuck yeah. Sung by Phil Oakey and the the rest of the song is basically by Giorgio Moroder. Yeah. Together in Electric Dreams. His first solo project. That's right. And I fucking hated it. And yeah. this is what I mean by 90, late 80s, you know, just being a bit tacky. See, my favourite song on – because this is obviously from the movie Electric Dreams mm. – is Love is Love by Boy George and the Boys. Yes. I love Love is Love. That was the most amazing track and I think they released that as well. Yeah. But it was very culture club orientated, this whole soundtrack and – but I just – didn't think this suited Philoki at all. And I understand if you love it and it's great, but oh, I could never do it. Yeah, yeah. Can you remember the film? Because uh, this was written for, um, uh, well, this was in the, the Electric Dreams soundtrack, of course. Can you remember the film Electric Dreams? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Computer, um, about the computer, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Didn't get into it either. Virginia Madsen was in it, you know, Virginia Madsen from this and that. She was fucking huge in the 80s. I was watching, um, what was it, uh, Highlander the other night as well and she was in the second one, um, Highlander 2. They were big as well, those movies. But, yeah, Virginia Madsen, she was, she was a massive 80s star. I only saw yeah. her in this. Oh, really? No, she's yeah, been I heaps, didn't see her. Mate. She had those fucking bug eyes, yeah? Little yeah. Little droopy eyes. Yeah. I never saw her in anything else. Really? She was in uh, no. Dune by David Lynch, the original one. Um, no. What else? What else? What else? Yeah, she was in heaps. She was in um, Candyman as well. One. That came out in 92. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, this and that. This and that. Was she in a main role as much or was this her only main role? Because um, she was the love interest in this, yeah? She was the love interest in everything. Yeah, she was the oh, love yeah, interest yeah, in everything. Yeah. She had um, – um, she was nominated for an Academy Award actually for Sideways which came out in the noughties. Uh, but, yeah, look, she, she always sort of – she always had sort of bit parts, but in the eighties, she she was like this gorgeous blonde with sort of you know wavy, like a Meg Ryan kind of a look. Um, yeah, she was she was she was very prolific in the eighties. Did a lot of TV as well, but um, yeah, I noticed her in noticed her in bloody Highlander Highlander two the other night. I watched it, which was god awful. Yeah, right. Mm. I don't. I, I don't know. I just remember thinking your typecast will never see you again. Yeah. And then yeah. I never sort of saw her. But um, <laughs> I think the computer fell in love with her. Didn't the computer fall in love with her? Yeah. Some shit. Yeah. yeah. It was very kitty. Very kitty. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so the next track I've got I really love from the Hounds of Love album and I just wanted to mention it for the people that would appreciate it, something a bit different. It's by Kate Bush and it was an incredible track, really sad, really kind of dreamy and the song is called And Dream of Sheep and I am going to play it for you now. Little shiny Little love 
released really when that mm. came out but yeah. if you had the album which everyone did you would just go oh what is this you know beautiful um, album she- with a beautiful cover as well remember yeah. her sort of lying and it's all purple loved it yeah she shot the video later on i think in the 2000s mm-hmm. in the water and it was just one shot of her in the water singing this track cuz you can tell that she's a little bit older in that video okay. but um I love it and I think that if you loved and running up that road and all that stuff you would yeah. have really liked this track as well there's something about her voice when she sings a ballad it just cuts me in half like it can be about the most abstract fucking thing and I still get drawn into the emotion I love her yeah. voice yeah that's right so beautiful Absolutely. I'm, I'm mm. sure there'd be a lot of Piscean energy in her as well. Oh, yes. I've never looked into her um, astrology. Well, she had an album called The Dreaming as well which came out before yeah. Hounds of Love. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I have never looked at her astrology. I'll just have a little quickie look now. What a beautiful artist. She's Oh, she's born on the same day as Maddie. That's oh, is that right? right. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she's exactly the same. Person, mm. they are really introverted, but can be quite funny and out there, and they're always mastering their own domain. You know, yep. Like as far as if it's musical, they know mm-hmm. about things like that. Like she would never have second guessed herself. You know, yeah. Uh, she may have underneath her breath, but she always knew that her music was something that she wanted to put out and. And she, I think she did play key, uh, piano and keyboards and stuff. But, yeah, she's got that weirdo thing about her that everyone have around, the, you know, this date. Yeah. In a yeah. good way, in a good way. Yeah, beautiful artist. So, so unique. Incredible. Now we'll go up a bit from here. Yeah. And this one's fucking crap as well, but we've got to play it. <laughs> See, I've even lost it. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> here we go. Oh, here we go. I've, I've called it Billy. 
What would you do if Billy Ocean said, get into my car? Would you run or would you get into Mate, his car? I'd be lying in there waiting for him wanking. Are you kidding? Oh, there's something about Arkin. Billy Ocean I really, really – Yeah, yeah. It's the, his, I love his voice. There's something really? sexy about his voice. He's got a soulful voice. Look, I don't hugely rate this song. It's a lot of fun. Um I don't know. He's a sexy black dude. I don't know. Chicks yeah, I do love Caribbean Queen. I love yeah. Caribbean Queen. Like that's yeah. a great track. But he was like a nerdy Phil Collins. He had know, big teeth, didn't me. he? Big teeth. Hey, yeah, had big yeah, teeth. But but he just, I don't know. Suddenly the world seems so different to me. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, that kind no. of singing style really went out of um, favour, didn't it? Really? You know? No, he was really huge but I just wasn't He was it. huge but that kind of singing style, like the, that really sort of wet, I'm going to tell you well, what I really We already had Lionel Richie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Exactly. exactly. And he was running with the knives, remember? Running yeah. with the knives. Yeah. Which you call yeah. running with the knives and running I call with running, the scissors. running with the knife. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's, I don't know. I I just think if he turned up I'd be like, no, I'll wait for the pink Cadillac by Natalie Cole. Yeah. Off you go. See ya. If it was Natalie Cole in the pink Cadillac I'd be fucking getting in. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, was this to do... No, this wasn't a this wasn't a movie soundtrack thing. Yeah, what was it was. The other this was in License to Drive. This right. was in License to Drive with the two Corys. I really remember it really clearly because right. this, this had Heather Graham in it like years before she was in um, Boogie Nights and fucking yeah. Twin Twin Peaks and everything. Right. Um, <laughs> and License to Drive, I've got to find it. If I, I've got to go back and watch it again. But it's got one of the funniest fucking scenes where the kid, the kid goes for his license but doesn't get it. But, but the family is so excited and he, he lies to them and tells them that he's, he's got his license and he asks if he can go to the party. But um, you see them in like going to a previous party and the mum's dropping them there. <laughs> and there's oh. like there's some hoons that pull up next to their car as the mum's dropping them off. <laughs> and one of the hoons yells out, hey, guys, does mommy hold your dick when you piss? Oh, I wow. fucking love it so much. It made That's me great. so embarrassed when I fucking saw it. And like yeah. as soon as he said that, the guys know that they've just got to get their license. It's so fucking uncool. And it was a big American thing in high school to get your full license. I think they they get it a lot earlier than we do. Um, and they don't drink until they're 21, so which is probably the smarter fucking thing to do. You should be driving for years before you start drinking, not at the same time. But um, I, I loved that film and, yeah, I think it's my connection to that film that makes me kind of get into this song as well. I really love it. I remember this debuting actually on um, Molly's melodrama on Hey Hey It's Saturday oh, yeah. and just them tearing through it like fucking – um, John Blackman saying that it looked like Pluck a Duck. And remember, because it had the fucking, 
It had the animated duck in it and everything. No, different song. I'm fucking, fucking, I don't know, too old and mixing up my fucking nah. references. What was no, the I, other shit song he had from Jewel of the Nile? Oh. Hey, hey, you. No, that's the same song. Yeah, yeah, it's the same um, song. When the going gets tough. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah gets that's go- right. Oh, Fucking yeah. kill me now. It was very fucking mum. They were in the fucking film clip too. Like Michael Douglas and everything. Yeah. And Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. He'd been in a couple of videos by then. Yeah. So he was like loving the shit, you know? Yeah. 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 Unreal. No, but that's, I think that's a good finish because really it's up and it's, you know. That's it. That's right. There's our episode about songs about dreams, guys. There's a fair few. Yeah, very dreamy episode. We hope we haven't put you to sleep. (laughs) Ah, fucking great. We could always do one about electric as well. There's a lot of songs with electric. About electricity, yes, yeah. In the age um, of fucking electric guitar and synths, Electric blue, da-da-da-da, you know, so... Very cool. Yeah, fantastic. Good on you guys. Thanks for listening to the show. We love yous all, all around the world. Say g'day to our Patreons, to our subscribers. And if you love the show, get your mates on board and please like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars and write us a comment in the comment section. We're on over ten different platforms, podcast platforms. So listen to us and subscribe on your favourite one. Giving a big shout-out to Launceston this week as well for 495 downloads a day. Fucking Couldn't great. believe it. How exciting. After we did g'day Day to, on the Creek. Yeah, yeah. g'day to our Tazzies. We loved that gig. Yeah, it really on, was Tazzy. magic. Yeah, we can't wait to come yeah. back. Fantastic. And then the next highest is Brisbane. Brizzy are listening Lovely. a lot, which is awesome. So we'll be yes. out in Brizzy in October. Brilliant. If you need to see any of the dates, especially around Australia, the Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour, it's Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour. Oh, sorry, Rewind 80s Mixtape.com.au. Mm-hmm. And you can check out all the dates, which is cool. And our Patreon for the, the 80s montage, even if you want to drop us a dollar fifty, that's cool. It's patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. Fantastic. Which is another good thing you can do to help keep the lights on. Exactly. Exactly. We might even be able to buy a packet of biscuits or something. Yeah, that's right. Keep us fed and everything. Nah, it's not that bad. Go on, you guys. There were a couple of people that said hi this week. Now, we did have fan mail this week, which was interesting as well. Lovely. Um. And it was a really good fan mail. It had to do with Noise Works and John Stevens, believe it or not. So I'm just going to have a little look at that for you. But Sammy also wrote to us, Sammy Neal, about the last episode, which was um, Network Stars. She loved it. She said, yes, my dad had a moustache and he shaved it off and I was mortified as well. Totally resonate with that story, Sammy. So it wasn't just me that made me feel quite good about things because I was like, you know, my dad was a stranger when the moustache went off. But that was on the network stars if you want to go back and listen to that, guys. But um, maybe I'll do the the uh, letters in the next the next one. Uh, 
Well, the, the main letter that I got through the week. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, brilliant. Nice one, guys. Now, when's our next gig, Sammy, coming up? Bendigo, is it our next big no, one? No, it's the Commercial Hotel in Melbourne. Of course. South yeah. Morang. Yeah. Of course it is. So there's 324 tickets sold. Mm-hmm. I think we can have five to 600 in there. So by the end of this week, you'll probably be lucky to get in. But please try and come down for our first one back in years, you know. Oh, no. We did go back about a year and a half ago, or I think, to the yeah, commercial. We, we sort of slipped in, I think. I, I vaguely remember sort of going in there. They they sold tickets, didn't they, or something? Yeah, that was the first time they sold them, yep. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. we could only have uh, – sorry, that's my alarm. We could only have a couple of hundred in because of COVID then, remember? Yeah, yeah. So now we've got no worries in letting people in, you know. That's right. You can pile in, have a big fight, pull each other's hair out. It'll be great. Ah, yes, that's right. No, don't yeah. do that. Nah. But we have seen you do it before. Come down and rock along to some 80s magic with Rewind 80s. Now, love you Absolutely. guys. What a fucking awesome episode. We've got a killer coming up next week as well where we mm. talk about lightning striking twice. Twice. Where F1 band had major success with that last band and fucking had luck with the next one as well, which is a really interesting subject we've wanted to do for a while. Absolutely. Love it. And if it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal.